This is the Kinfolk Project, a resource for the African American genealogy search. The following podcast is designed to help you with your family history quest, offering solutions to your inquiries, true and tried guidelines to shaping your tree, and answers from experts. The host, Bernie Moody's passion for genealogy started as a child, asking questions of his parents and grandparents. He has been researching earnestly since 1990 and is considered an expert in African-American genealogy by many of his peers. Now, host of the Kinfolk Project podcast, Bernie Moody. With us today is Kanika Marshall, author, artist, historian. Welcome to the Kinfolk Project podcast. How are you? I am fantastic. Thank you so much, Bernie, for having me on your show. Oh, so excited to have you. So before we get started, uh, tell us about yourself. Well, I'm a little old, which is good yes. for this topic. Wisdom. And <laughs> so my, I'm, I'm Kathy Marshall, but I also am an artist. And so on the side, I chose another name for my art name of Kanika. So I have both of those uh, uh, parts of my intro you know, that, that interest me a lot. And uh, But I've been interested in genealogy for over 40 years. And so genealogy and art kind of rule my life. They are my passions. And that's why I'm delighted to be able to talk to you today about at least the genealogy part. And, and we talked the other day. Tell me what got you started. There was a moment in your life that you shared mm-hmm. that I thought was moving. And I'd like you to share that. <laughs> I'm not sure which one you're referring to, but, but, the, but the real honest um, turn in my life happened not that long ago, in 2016, when I was living the 60th year of my life, and I began to be a little anxious about what was going to happen to all my genealogy documents. That's it. When I was young, yeah, well, all through school, people kept asking, are you mixed? Are you mixed? And I'd say, no, I'm black. Can't you tell? Because I was growing up during the civil rights era and we had black is beautiful and I was looking for that beautiful black in the mirror and anyways it was one night at my first job the California Highway Patrol and I was working night and an elder uh, co-worker came up to me I knew she was African-American by her features and she asked well who are the white people in your family I said well we don't have any white people in my family that I know of but that's what got me started in wanting to ask the elders, what is our lineage? Because I really didn't know. We lived in California, and everybody else lived in Ohio. So I really didn't know what our background was. And that's when I started writing the first letters to my grandmothers to see if I could find out that information about our heritage. And so that's what started the 40-year clock, 1976, when I wrote the first letters to the grandmothers. Um, and, and that's when I started to find out some information that just has made me passionate ever since then to find out more and more and more. And you were blessed to be able to, to communicate with your grandmother. One of the, mm-hmm. one of the focuses here at the Kinfolk uh, Project is breaking that brick wall that we as African-American historians sometimes, sometimes mm-hmm. run into. And there's nothing like oral history that when mama tells you something and, and years later, you like confirm what mama told you. Yes. Or, or find other things. <laughs> <laughs> that mama didn't tell you. <laughs> yep, yep, that's true. First both ways. Yeah, I was very, very lucky. Um, early on, we had two family stories 
that I was told. So back in 1976, uh, my grandmother, my mother's mother, she really didn't know anything. She couldn't answer my questions. So she sent my letter on to great uncle George Booker. And George Booker was the grandson of Margaret Booker. She's the one I'm writing a book on right now, even as we speak, trying to break through that brick wall, even though I have lots of amazing information about her back in 1976, but I had to prove it. I had to find, you know, the kernels um, that, that would really suggest that this family story is true. And that's what I'm trying to do, trying to do now. We're talking with Kathy Marshall. She's the author of, I've got three books here, Finding Daisy, Finding Otho, and The Ancestors Are Smiling. And yeah. the one title that got me, uh, The Ancestors Are Smiling, because I truly believe that we are being blessed as we do this passion you and I both love. Well, I'm telling you, it's true. Uh, when I was living the 60th year of my life in 2016, the ancestors were waking me up every single morning saying, girl, if you die tomorrow, all that data you've been gathering over 40 years is going to be in the trash because your sons do not know what to do with it. So you best do something right now. You better write our stories. And that's what they kept telling me every morning. The ancestors were on me. Girl, you have to do something. And this is where the turn in my life came as a, to become a real genealogist. Um, right before October 1st, I saw an announcement for a webinar from the genealogist writing room. And on October 1st, 2016, they were going to have a webinar that would teach African Americans how to write our family stories instead of letting people write our history for us. Yes. Love it. That is what I needed. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. (laughs) So so here we go. So let's let's take let's take that path because we all have stories that we want to tell. And some of us don't know where to start. We're confused. We're I told you as undisciplined as a writer and as a gatherer. So. You, your expertise is writing and publishing books about family <laughs> stories, family history. How do we do that? Okay. Well, this is how it started. So uh, in the webinar, there were two things that uh, Anita Henderson said that got me going on this path to success. Number one, start by writing what you already know. And I had heard it a million times in genealogy classes and conventions, things like that. I didn't know what it meant until... The way she phrased it, the fact that I was ready to hear it. I mean, whatever you've been already collecting, the memories you already have, start writing the book today, right now. Start writing a book about what you already know, what you've already gathered. Great. Second thing for a type A person like myself who's goal-oriented and I needed this, she said, understand and accept that you may never be able to answer the questions Um, that you have about your family, but that's okay. Go ahead and write about what your goals were, what you wanted to find, what you did find, and say, for all the questions you couldn't answer this time around, you you say, in the second edition, I'm going to be able to address those questions. I'm going to go back to to the things I couldn't find this time, but publish this book. And what that does is it frees you up. All of you out there, including myself, 40 years worth of collecting gathering documents, as you said, Bernie, write a book about that stuff, okay? Now, today, start today. And so that's when my my brain kicked in. Um, in the Highway Patrol, I was a researcher, analyst, and technical writer for 33 of my 36 years there. This is what I did. I was able to take information 
figure out what needed to be collected, and then produce a written product. And it finally hit me in 2016, we'll just use the same process for writing genealogy books. So here's the secret. Okay, here's the process. Super simple. Think about the end when you start. Okay. Think about the end. Mm-hmm. The end. What's your end result? What's the product that you want? Do you want to have a paperback book that's in Amazon, you know, on Amazon to be sold? Or do you want to do a photo book? Or do you want to create a blog to communicate your genealogy research? What's the end product that you want to have? Uh, for me personally, I want to leave a written legacy that I can hand something like a book to my family that I can put into the research libraries where our ancestors live. Okay, I want a book of some kind, but there's paperbacks, there's print, uh, there's photo books. You can go and, and write your book and just have your local printer printed out. It doesn't have to be an Amazon.com type book or a book that you put in the local bookstore. We have a wonderful African-American bookstore in Sacramento called Underground Books. And so I put all my books in there. Anyway, so the process is open up a new word processing document. So all y'all that love computers and, and you know how to use your word processor, great. You can leg up. If that's something that's a challenge for you, maybe you can get help from the children or grandchildren on doing this. But in order to produce a book, like a paperback book, you have to have one word processing document. All your photos have to be in it. All your narratives have to be in it. Everything has to be in one document. And most of us don't do that. Most of us have our documents in binders and boxes yes. and in our computer and we've handwritten stuff. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. We handwrite in those notebooks. Everything in your book has to be in one word processing document. So open one document. The first page is your title of the book and type your name. You're going to create a document that looks like a book. It's in the format or what I call it becomes a book template. And you're going to create right up front today, one day, just in one day, just do it all at once. It's, It's really not that hard. I have instructions on how to do all this in two of my books, uh, The Finding Otho, The Search for Our Enslaved Williams Ancestors is one book. That's the best one because it's more research, like my journey on how I became successful finding the uh, slave owner. Oh, okay. The other book is Finding Daisy that you mentioned, From the Deep South to the Promised Land. I have a chapter in each of those books, and it lays out my whole process, all the steps that I take, hints and tips, but mainly the steps that I take to actually write these books now. So it has what I'm talking about now where you create a book template. So um, the word processing document starts with the title page. The next page will be what's called a face page. It's just the title of your book. The next page is a copyright page. You want to copyright your book, or at least put the copyright page in there. You have a dedication. Who do you dedicate this book to? You have a table of contents. You, you have an acknowledgement page you know, to thank the people who have helped you okay. write this book. You have chapters. You have an introduction which tells people what the book is going to be about. What is your inspiration? What's your motivation? Who are you as an author or wannabe author, a genealogist? You might have a bibliography. You might have a timeline. You might have uh, family trees in your book because make make it easier for people to follow what you're doing. 
So you're creating separate pages in this brand new document that you just opened. And then what you're going to do is, if you, Bernie, you said you've already written a couple of chapters, right? Yes. There you go. So you have these chapters in your in this new book, this brand new book template. And all you're going to do is copy what you've already done and paste it into your new book. Yes. So you might have a chapter that's maybe like me. You want to find the slave owner. You want to break through that 1870 brick wall. In my Finding Ova book, you're with me. It's my journey on becoming success. It's my journey on finding the slave owner, finding the parents of my great-great-grandfather, Otho Williams. And it takes from day one. From the, I'm writing it as I'm doing the research. So you, when I'm really happy and I found the slave owner right in the fourth month of doing this research, wow. you hear that. You hear the excitement. And when, you, when, you, when I see that first uh, mention of my ancestor on some slave owner's inventory list, you hear how mad I am. Yes, I, I've I am. been oh, there. Yes, yes. How glad I yes. am. And you, and you see how much they thought they were worth. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. Man. It is, it's, it's, it's so emotional. And I'm writing the book as so you get those emotions. Okay. And so, uh, you know, that, so, so that, that is a way to, um, to really handle the situation is write the book as you're putting all of these documents together. And so that's why I suggest doing the template. Day one, write down all the questions you have in the correct chapter. Like if you want to find the slave owner, what questions do you have? Like, well, what's the slave owner's name? Where did the slave owner live? Who were some of the other slaves? How can you prove this? Okay, where did the slave owner's family migrate to? Because wherever they go, the slaves go. Yes. Okay. So all those things. And so it's just a, a way of finally being able to put all of these documents that I've been gathering for 40 years into a book that I can give my family. And um, um, those chapter, the chapter I was talking about is called Solving Your Mystery. It has all these hints and tips on how I did it. It's not only how to put the book together, but also what sources, resources I use to um, not just census records and marriage and death records. There's a lot of other places you might be able to find information about your family. But there's also on how do you self-publish it if you want to self-publish. And if you would rather not self-publish, but you still want to do a book, try a photo book. Do you know what, a fo- do you know what I mean by a photo book? Yes, a, col- a, a collection, a, a collection of photos that I might have collected over the years. Yes, yes, and that, there were lots of companies like uh, Shutterfly, Costco, Walgreens. They're right there, okay. And so all those, mo- most of us have a smartphone, and we take pictures all the darn time. <laughs> yes, right? oh yeah, okay. Well, you, you, again, I use Walgreens because they have a lot of discounts, and I'm not, I don't have stock in Walgreens. <laughs> I'm just saying. They're in everybody's neighborhood. Yes. And the beauty is that you take those pictures on your phone. They could be pictures of census data. They could be pictures of the how the you know the property, the land where right. your family lived. Okay. They could be photographs. So they're of the pictures people. and images. Whatever yes. whatever writes that story continues the story. Yes. Love it. This is the Kinfolk Project podcast. My name is Bernie Moody and Kathy. We appreciate you coming on. Now tell us how we can get in contact with you. Purchase your books. Learn more about you. Well, um, I do have a website, and that has a lot of information on it. And the website is com, and that's spelled K-A-N-I-K-A, 
M-A-R-F-H-A-L-L.com. On my books page, there's a lot of information there. I have a Facebook page, which is Kanipa Martial Art. I have six Facebook pages, one for each of the books, and I use that as a blog. So if you're into blogs, then there's information on the books, and, and I reach out to people to help me find things, too. Um, I have uh, 100 YouTube videos on genealogy and travel and things like that, um, the genealogy trips that I've taken, so you can look at those and get ideas. I'm saying all this so that you will do it. My passion is to encourage everybody else to do it, especially African-Americans. Yes, like yes. your ancestors. That's what this is all about. It's not about me being here. It's about sharing that I found a way to make it work, to make the books happen, and that's what I want to encourage other people to do. So on the you know, YouTube videos, uh, Kanika AF is the name of my, you know, K-A-N-I-K-A-A-S for African Sculptures. Um, so there's a lot of places that you can um, get in touch with me. If you have any questions, feel free to ask. Amazon has all my books, Finding Oko, Finding Daisy, the ancestors are smiling, and then a couple of other ones are in there also. Well, Kathy, the ancestors are certainly smiling. Thank you so much for being part of the Kinfolk Project podcast, and hopefully we'll come back again and do some more. Thank you so much, Bernie. Thanks to our producer, Brian Sapolin. Join us again for the next episode of the Kinfolk Project podcast. We're available on platforms such as Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Thanks again. This has been the Kinfolk Project podcast with family historian Bernie Moody. If you have questions concerning your family search, you can email Bernie at moodybernie at yahoo.com And you can also follow him on Instagram at The Kinfolk Project and on Twitter, Kinfolk Dude. Thank you, and join us again for the next episode of The Kinfolk Project Podcast.